Somebody praise the Lord. You may be seated in his presence. such a joy to be back for the second and the third sessions together tonight. And I want to thank God that Baroness Burridge was able to make it tonight again. Thank you for the beautiful tribute you wrote when my mother uh, passed on to glory. Is published and names will give you a book where you will see it forever. Thank you very much. I'm sure you know she's a member of the House of Lords. And so if a representative of the House of Lords is here tonight, I'm protected. God bless you. Thanks for coming tonight. She's born again. She's spirit-filled. She's a child of God. There will be surprises in heaven. Those who think, you think will not be there, will make it. And those you think will make it, may not make it. The third surprise, you'll be wondering, how did you make it? Yourself. All the way from Nigeria, a senior pastor of the Assembly of His Excellency, the first square church in Asokoro, Abuja, is called the, the Gate, Gateway Church. Uh, Reverend uh, Pastor and Mrs. Oluwodola, they're here tonight with us. God bless you, sir. He asked me a secret question. He would not like me to make it open, but you know me, I will tell you. He said, how did you find this church? <laughs> well, I asked you to come so that you can find it out with me. They've been so wonderful, and names immediately remember that, oh, he was the one that preached at my mother's homegoing night of tribute. We came a long way, and thank God for the things. When I left you here in London, I went straight to Abuja. My sons went to Lagos just to be with them. We appreciate you being here. It's your vacation time. It's your vacation time, and when I told them I'll be coming, I'll be preaching at Spark Nation. Spark Nation. Okay, here we are. Amen. Are you ready for this second and third session? Are you really ready? Yes. Are you a bit cold? Yes. Shall I give you my jacket? You're fine. <laughs> Are you ready? You see, what's that? Lord, enlarge my capacity to receive. Enlarge my capacity to retain. And to be able to release. 
in the days to come. In the name of Jesus. Pastor Tubi, thanks once again for creating a platform that will enable us to reach so many people. The young, the not so young. I just want to key into where we began this afternoon. Thank you. If I feel like singing, I'll bring you back again. We saw that the rain began to beat us right from the Garden of Eden. By name, that garden means pleasure and delight. That's the meaning of Eden. Pleasure and delight. That's all. Almighty God figured out what man could ever need. And for six days, walked so hard and gave everything he created to man. Planted a garden and took the man he formed and brought him into the garden. He planted by himself. Man did nothing towards his own creation and did nothing towards his own provision. Almighty God figured everything out and brought him in and said, all yours except one thing. If I ask you for how many types of trees in the garden, you'll quickly tell me it's three. But we're only given the names of two. Three types. The trees that are pleasant to the eyes and good for food. First type. The tree of life in the center of the garden. Second type. And the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Apart from the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, what other tree was specifically mentioned in the, Bible, in, in the Garden of Eden? Huh? The fig tree. The fig tree was specifically mentioned because man took leaves from the fig and ate apron for himself. It's called the tree of self-help. When you are disconnected from God, you begin to try to figure out how to help yourself and to cover your own nakedness, whereas you can never survive without his touch. And how many times have we helped ourselves? How many times have we created our own way? Forgetting the admonition that there's a way that seems good to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. So Adam quickly took leaves from the fig after he had rebelled against God and sewed them together. You know, when we, you wear your outfits and all kinds of things, I just laugh. No matter how expensive our clothes are or how cheap they may be, 
they should remind us of the fall. We never needed them. We were covered with his glory. We were walking in his splendor. And all of a sudden, we rebelled against God in Adam. Through one man's sin came to the world. And we became naked. Lamentations chapter 5, chapter 5, verse 16 says, The crown of glory has been removed from our heads. Woe unto us, for we have sinned. We lost our crown. A man now was cutting leaves. Put them together to make some covering for himself and his wife. And the first sound he heard, God was walking in the cool of the day. Adam, where are you? Whenever God asks you a question, just tell him thou knowest. Because he was not asking you so that you would know. He was asking you so that you will find out how far you are falling. And you know that he made us call a cloth of skin. So an animal must have been slain. And he gave him something that looked permanent. That he could wear for a season. Before he drove him out of pleasure. into the place where I will have to till the ground. Do you now wonder why Jesus cursed the fig tree? You think it was because he was hungry? He was in Bethany. Are you with me? And Mary will sit at his feet. Martha will cook anything ready to serve the Lord. He was always retiring there. And he got up early in the morning before he would go and do havoc to Satan in Jerusalem and walk straight to the fig tree. The Bible says it was not the time of figs. Do you want to say a hungry man is an angry man? That Jesus was so hungry he could not control his, his anger because of his hunger? He saw the fig tree. And the time of fig was not yet. And he went there and said, There's no food on you. No substance on you. Never again will man take his covering from you. You are cursed to the ground. The Lord shall remain the covering of your head in the day of battle. In the mighty name of Jesus. So we are changing the covering. No longer from leaves that typify that you are disconnected from God. Because as the leaves were disconnected from the fig tree, so was man disconnected from his maker. No longer would that happen because the battle that began in the garden, I'm now going into the garden to fix it. Welcome to John chapter 19. Say with me, the battle that began in the garden ended in the garden. The thief came into the garden 
to steal everything that belonged to man. And God sent another man. He sent Jesus Christ, the last Adam, to deal with the enemy. So that what began in the garden will end in the garden. And there will be a full restoration of everything that man lost plus more. Oh, I didn't hear you say amen. amen. Okay, John chapter 19. I'm just going to be, you know, this is 8 o'clock. I'll finish this at about 9. Just wait. And we'll worship God. And I'll come at about 9.15 to do the third shift. So we are not going anywhere till I finish the second, the third. Remember, behold, I lay in Zion a stone for, a stone for what? For a foundation. A tried stone. A precious cornerstone. A sure foundation. He that believes shall not make haste. Because tomorrow, you'll be able to write down and say, my new life began. Can I tell you something before we go to John 19? Since God created man, In Genesis chapter 1. Has he ever created again? So, you all are descendants of Adam. Let's check a scripture to provoke your thought right in the book of Psalms. And then we can go into that garden so that you have a full understanding of what Christ Jesus came to do. Psalm 102. Psalm 102. Read with me from verse number 12. Then we'll go into John 19. Ready? Read. But you, O oh Lord, when you read such things, do you pause to say, here is another dust. For man was formed out of the dust of the earth. Here is another dust attracting the pleasure of the Lord. It's called Zion. Let's read on. Go on. Thank you. 
Excuse me. Excuse me. Are people yet to be created? I thought it just created once and for all. And he said, all of you have to go through the same channel. I don't have to recreate anymore. But here he's saying, there's coming a time that a new people will arise. They are yet to be created. If you are daughters of Eve, the Bible made a distinction when he called others the daughters of Sarah. I'm not sure I'm making sense. Have you read in 1 Peter chapter 3 that Sarah trusted God and obeyed Abraham? I told you in the afternoon that there are no marriage problems. That's a lie if a man says I have marriage problems. There are no marriage problems. There are problems carried into marriage. You brought your problems into it. She brought her problems into it. And both of you are now having problems that you brought into marriage. Okay. Are people yet to be created? There must be something different between them. And the people that came from the first man created. There was Eve. The Bible, many people still call themselves daughters of Eve. Adam was the one who called him the mother of all creation. He wasn't God. Adam said that in Genesis 3. And called a name Eve. It is true there was a species. There's one man created. And out of that one man, one woman was brought out. Is that true? If you don't find out where the rain has started beating us, we'll be buying different sizes of umbrellas to try to protect ourselves from the rain that will not stop beating us. And here is God saying, a people here to be created. So, after the flood, he called another man. His name? Abraham. And it changed the way he created Adam. He formed Adam from what? Are you listening to me? If you don't respond to Miss Park Nation, we'll stay here till tomorrow. He formed man out of the I'm talking about a people yet to be created. Then we go to the garden, finish the battle. And then I present to you things you must not confuse. In the days ahead. Because the whole world lies in the sway of the evil one. And the church, unfortunately, is as confused as the world. God is not the author of confusion. If you need direction, you need to ask him. God does not want us to die with the wise men of Babylon. He wants us to distinguish ourselves from the pack 
so that many more can come into his marvelous light because of us. Can I hear amen? Amen. Isaiah chapter 51. I'll go to John 19. I'm laying foundation because if you don't know the difference between A and B, you will think they are the same. If you do not know that God made a promise that a time is coming, a new generation will arise. There will be a people yet to be created. They are not drinking from the same fountain of Adam who rebelled against God. They are going to go every inch of the way to obey God. And through them, especially through the next man he was coming, he was calling, all the families of the earth will be blessed. I'm looking for the government of any nation, whether United Nation or United Kingdom, who can fix the problem of poverty and hunger in the world. They can only try. He had made a promise that in one man and his seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And that is the gospel. The gospel is not Matthew. The gospel is not Mark. The gospel is not Luke. The gospel is not John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the record of what Jesus did and said. The gospel is Galatians 3, 7, and 8. The Lord foreseen that he would justify the nations, preached the gospel to Abraham, saying, In you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. That's the gospel. So here we find him doing a new thing with Abraham. Ready? Read. Listen to me. You will follow. Oh, what are they following? I can't hear you. Do like this. Punch it out. Say with me, you can win by righteousness. Do you know how I say that? I'm prepared to fail and lose again and again in what we succeed. But I'm not prepared to succeed in what we fail at the end. If I cannot win by righteousness, I choose to remain a perpetual failure. Until I win by righteousness, because it's only righteousness that will exalt a nation in the long run. Listen to me, you will follow after righteousness. You will seek the Lord. Look to the rock. I can't hear you. Look to what? What was Adam formed from? I can't hear you. What was Abraham formed from? Abraham was from the dust. But the call of God upon his life. I, I hope you know how God appeared to him. In Acts 7, he said, The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham and said to him, Come out! from your father's house. His father's house was not a building. His father's house was the skin of Adam and the body of Adam. That Come out from your father's house unto a land that I will show you. It's a journey from dust to rock. Who is a wise man is one that digs 
and go through the dust and the earth until it locates the rock. You can build your house on sand or you can build it on the rock. But the elements will prove which house is standing and which one will collapse in ruin. Humanistic philosophy, humanistic ideas, all self-help mechanism that began in the Garden of Eden with a man taking leaves from the fig. The elements will expose everything. Look to the rock from which you were oiled and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who bore you. For I called him. So you can't see that a new creation is taking place. What did he say about Abraham, about Adam? It is not good for man to be. So I called him. And, and, what did he say to Adam when he created? He blessed him and he said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. Now a new creation is coming forth. The price for it will be fully paid by Jesus Christ. For if any man be in Christ. Oh, it's not if any man be in church. It's not if any man is a Baptist. If any man is a... Is this, no. If any man be... You know the problem we have in church is that we have the Holy Spirit in us. But we do not know how to step into the Holy Spirit. So therefore we are still... We are still affected by the flesh. The veil between the supernatural and the natural is the flesh. In Revelation 4, when he said, come up here, and I will show you the things that will happen hereafter. He said, immediately I was in the spirit, in the spirit. Because the, 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 what connects heaven and earth is when you step into the spirit, you don't see as others see anymore. You don't hear as others hear anymore. And you take on a new nature. Look unto your father Abraham. Who bought you? And your mother Sarah. For I called him all in one. Alone. And I blessed him. And I increased him. He was hewn out of the rock. As Abraham. He was dust. As Abraham. It was rock. And because Christ is the seed of Abraham, you could not bury him in the dust. You have to look for rock to put him in. Rock of ages cleft for me. Let me hide myself in you. Do you understand? Because you will not allow your Holy One to suffer corruption. Are you listening to me? If we don't understand that the people are yet to be created, that God determined to have a new people on the face of the earth who will smell like him, look like him, carry his aroma everywhere, the aroma of Christ everywhere, then you do not understand why Christ went to the cross. You still refer to yourself as the descendants of Adam. Romans chapter 5 said, Through one man sin entered the world, and through another man righteousness came. We died in one so that we can live through the other and reign through him, Christ Jesus. Are you with me? Yes, sir. So what began in the 
garden ended in day. John 19. Let's see what happened in the garden. Oh, by the way. Ishmael and Isaac were they sons of the same father? All right. I know you say yes because you don't know anything about new creation. The father of Ishmael was Abraham. The father of Isaac was Abraham. The father of Ishmael was uncircumcised. The father of Isaac was circumcised. No matter how many times you circumcise Ishmael, he's still Ishmael. Okay, I don't want to start controversy or start trouble. Ishmael is self-help. Ishmael came as a result of Adam eating the fruit of Eve and Abraham eating the fruit of Sarah. If you don't understand the strategy of the devil, it remains the same. His strategy, he cannot invent the wheel. There are no new tricks in his back. All he's asking for, if you are standing strong, this is why you have to think twice before you marry. All you'll be asking for is, I've done everything to Job. I can't get rid of him. I've done everything to destroy him, but he's still worshiping you. But give me access through his wife. And he will curse it. He said, no, he didn't say wife. He said skin for skin. Oh, you have not read. He said a man would do anything for his own flesh and his own bone. This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. Give me access through his wife and I will dismantle him. He said, it's in your hand. The next person who spoke was his wife. Curse God and die. And Job said, hey, hold it, woman. Adam lost it. Abraham lost it. I'm not about to lose it. Shall we receive what is good from man and not receive what is evil from him? And in all this, Job did not sin with his mouth. There will be a Job type of people on the face of the earth in this end time. Read James chapter 5. No matter the sorrow, no matter the anguish, they will still worship the Lord. They will still serve the Lord. They will still praise his name regardless of what is happening to them. Are you with me? John chapter 19. John 19. Let's begin from verse 1. Say to your neighbor, the battle that began in the garden ended in the garden. Chapter 19, verse 1. So Pilate took Jesus and scorched him. 
And the soldiers twisted a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they put on him a purple rope. Who is on trial here? Huh? Who is on trial here? I wish. Let's read. Then they said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they struck him with their hands. Pilate then went out again and said to them, Behold, I'm bringing him out to you that you may know that I find no fault in him. Read further. Then Jesus came out wearing what? The crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate said to them, Behold, I don't think he got it. It was man that was on trial. It was you. It was me. We were on trial. Jesus did not just die as us. He, he does not die for us. He died as us. He took our sin. Man has become like one of us this is him the one who formed man was ready to pay the price for the blunders of man so that man can become part of the godhead behold what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us the bible says in ephesians that we are complete in him we are complete the, the, the fullness of the godhead bodily dwellings in my lord and we are complete in him God brought us into council he wanted us to be on the same throne with him to be seated with him far above all principalities and powers so that we can take charge of the planet one more time uh, behold the man my friends of all types of crowns in the world why the crown of thorns because it was paying for the curse on the ground. Thorns and thistles will he produce. So they had to take a crown of thorns and to put it on his head so that he can carry your curse forever. Do you understand me? Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. For it is written, curse is every man that hangs on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us through the Spirit. Can I hear? Amen? amen. Say to your neighbor, I am blessed beyond the curse. I am established beyond oppression. And I am protected beyond terror. I am blessed beyond the curse. It does not matter who is cursing me. It's water at the back of the flock of the dog because curse costless will not come baroness even in the court of law once crime is punished once it cannot be punished a second time that's why if someone committed a crime and they had killed another for it 
they will have to fold their hands and say, you know what, this has been punished. Although this is the perpetrator of that crime. But somebody else had paid for it. So what do we do? You go ask Barnabas. <laughs> Who shall I set free? Jesus, the king of the Jews. Or Barnabas, the arm robber, the thief. And the people demanded for the thief to be released. I'm sure when they brought Barnabas out of the, out of the dungeon that day, he thought the end had come. But then they positioned him with Christ because it was the trial of man. And Jesus was going to take the position of a robber. He cannot be worse than that. And die so that he can be free. Do you think Barnabas will not go about talking about the man who died for him? And died in his place and died as him? Just hold on. They put the crown of thorns on his head. Act one, sin one. Because what began in the garden must end in the garden. What is it that began in the garden? As soon as the trees grew, a river went out of the garden of Eden. And the river parted in two. I can hear you. The river parted in two. Four river heads. Okay, Jesus also had a tunic and he has a garment that he had to part into four. Come with me. Come with me. Verse 17. Verse number 17 of John 19. And he bearing his cross went out to a place called the place of a skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha. Where they crucify him and two others with him. One on either side and Jesus in the center. How many trees were in the garden? I can't hear you. How many trees were in the garden? How many crosses were at Calvary? What tree was at the center in the garden? Who is now at the center at Calvary? Please, please sit down because of time. Please sit down because of time. Please sit down because of time. Verse 23. Verse number 23. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments... And made how many parts? Because the river is going to flow in your belly. Because out of your innermost being shall flow the rivers of living water. You are having a new covering. You are going to be protected from the enemy. In the mighty name of Jesus. To each soldier apart. And also the tunic. Now the tunic was without seam. Women from the top in one piece. You don't understand. It was a seamless tunic. No joining. From the top to the bottom, it was seamless. There was no joining in it because the new creation will do the natural in supernatural manner and the supernatural in natural manner. And you will not know when the natural stops and the super supernatural begins or where the supernatural starts and the natural follows. You are going to do the natural supernaturally. 
no seams, no joining, joining, no patch, patch. No, 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 no. It's going to be completely seamless. Okay. Let's go further. Verse. <laughs> oh God. I'll leave that to the end. I'll leave it to the end. Because man ate from the wrong tree. And if I ask you questions you find it difficult to answer because the enemy tries to block our mind. I'll ask you a simple question. How many trees of life do you know? One. If I tell you there are two, what would you say? Revelation 22. And he showed me a pure river of water of life clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. I've told you wherever you see the river flow, you see the tree come up. Whether it's in Ezekiel, whether it's in Genesis, whether it's in Revelation, in the middle of a street and on either side of the river. It's not a reflection of the tree. On either side of the river. Why? Because all the trees of hell was all the trees of Eden was sent to hell except one. Okay, there you go. Say, huh? I said all the trees of the Garden of Eden descended to hell because of the rebellion of man except one tree. Oh God. Ezekiel 31. Verse number 16. I made the nations shake at the sound of its fall when I cast it down to hell together with those who descend into the pit and all the trees of Eden. The choice and best of Lebanon, all that drink water, were comforted in the depths of the earth. But God will not destroy the tree of life because man will have access to it later. So he transplanted it in the depths of Noah. There was one tree of life in heaven and one tree of life on earth thy kingdom come that will be done on earth as it is in heaven and since a generation the first creation the first created people did not eat from that tree though they longed for it it would have remained like that Genesis 3 says so that man should not be allowed to access it in that fallen situation because he will now live forever in a fallen situation. So man, in his God in his wisdom, drove him out. And before the flood, he transplanted it to heaven. 
and now in the days of Christ. Oh God, help me. He kept the tree in the center of paradise. Revelation chapter 2 verse 7, quickly. I didn't think I would go this route. You are dragging me there. Your hunger, because you must eat from the right tree. Yeah. Revelation 2 7, he who has an ear, I can't, I can't hear, he who has an ear, what the Spirit says, to him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. So here was life at the center of the tree. Opportunity was being given to man on either side to either receive or to reject. And they both started castigating him, saying, you saved other people. Can't you save yourself? Suddenly, the one on the right said, look, I joined you in this mess, but I changed my mind. This man did not do anything. We deserve all that had been meted out to us, but he didn't do anything. Lord, when you come into your kingdom, remember me. No Sunday school, no evangelist, no baptismal service. Do you understand me? And Jesus said, tonight, you'll be with me in paradise. Tonight, tonight you'll be with me in paradise. What qualifies anyone to eat from the tree of life which is in the paradise of God? Two things. Number one, he must hear what the Spirit is saying. And number two, he must be an overcomer. How do you become an overcomer? This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. So when your faith... Let me leave that tree alone for a moment. Because in Christ Jesus and in the Holy Spirit, you have unhindered, unlimited access to the tree of life if you choose to eat from that tree. Tell your neighbor, stop eating from the wrong tree. Or is there anything that says there, when you die and get to heaven, they will give to you from the tree of life. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to him. Look, I don't have time. You can open your Bible all in the book of Revelation, sorry, in the book of Proverbs, you see there mentioned four times. Wisdom is a tree of life. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. Desire accomplished is a tree of life. And what else is a tree of life? The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Hebrews, I mean Romans 8, Romans 11, Romans, sorry, Proverbs 8, Proverbs 11, Proverbs 13, Proverbs 15. Proverbs 8. Sorry. I'm sorry to be giving you too much. Proverbs 3, Proverbs 3, 13. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. Why? Verse 18. Proverbs 3, 18. She is a tree of life. She's not like a tree of life. 
She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. And happy are all who retain her. And in, 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 just in case you want to start saying, how can I access it? Christ has been made unto you righteousness. He has been made unto you wisdom. He has been made unto you justification. He has been made unto you redemption. Is the tree of life. Eat my flesh. Drink my blood, he said. Except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. Wisdom is a tree of life. Proverbs 11, verse 30. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. You wonder what is the fruit of the righteous? Is the money of the righteous. You say, how can it be money? Romans chapter 1. I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end that you may be established. But I'd like to have some fruit among you as I have among other nations. You think he's talking about conversion of souls or being born again there? No. He said, I am going to Jerusalem and when I've sealed this fruit unto them because the other nations are put together, some some money, some resources. When I take this fruit to them and I seal it, then I will come back to you in the fullness of the gospel of Christ. You say the fruit of the righteous is their money. Yes, is the way you spend your money, either to advance the kingdom of God or to promote what Satan is doing on the face of the earth. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Paul said in Philippians 4, I do not desire a gift, but I'm desiring fruit. That may abound to your account. You cannot draw down from an account where you have not deposited. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Chapter 13, verse 12, Proverbs. Hope deferred makes the heart stick, but the desire when it comes, it's a tree of life. Proverbs, chapter 15, verse number 4. Proverbs 15, 4. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. If men ate angels' food, and they say manna had ceased, and you believe manna had ceased, and God, Jesus said in the book of Revelation, those who overcome, I will give them of the hidden manna. Where is he going to get it from if it has not been kept? So he has preserved the tree of life and, and turned it into this element that can be applied and be received on the face of the earth. Just as Elijah was tired and an angel came and gave him manna twice, angel's food again. In like manner, the tree of life you can access right now so that you stop eating from the wrong tree. Is that okay? But that's not where... You, you took me up there. But let's see one more thing that happened. What began in the garden ended in the garden. And I'm going to share with you something that threes my heart. John 19 verse 38. Secret disciple, you have an assignment. They are planted in everywhere, in every strategic position. Secret disciples. If you don't know, they are in the house of commons. If you don't know, they are in the house of lords. If you don't know, they are in the judiciary. If you don't know, they are in the executive arm of government. When the right time com comes, they may just participate in a beauty contest. And they become the queen to remove Amen and his ten sons from the land. Because after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, 
asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him permission. If you don't have stamina and stature, you can't go to Pilate and demand for the body of a person criminalized and crucified. He had stature. The Bible says he was a honorable man. He was a member of their parliament. The Bible says he was a rich man. It takes some riches to flex your muscle. <laughs> you understand me? Yes. Because the rich answers roughly, but the poor man uses entreaty. <laughs> Do you understand? He went to Pilate to give him permission to take away the body of Jesus. So he came and took the body of Jesus. Here it is. And Nicodemus, who at first came to Jesus by night, also came bringing a mixture of man alloys, about a hundred pounds. Let's go further. Then they took the body of Jesus, bound it in strips of linen with the spices, as the custom of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden. And in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had been laid. So that the battle that began in the garden could end in the garden. Do you understand? So that after this time, all that will happen is if all the tests were passed, if all the sacrifices were received by heaven, what man lost will be given back to man. Oh, you're not hearing this. There is a longing in the heart of man for pleasure and delight. When they can't get it God's way, they look unto drugs. They look unto prostitution. They look unto alcohol. They look unto power. They look unto some. Some look unto money. Because man desires and is longing for Eden. For the bliss of Eden. Reverend, how many times have you prayed for people when they get married? The, the, the blessing that was pronounced in Eden, they will say it at wedding ceremony again because man is still looking for Eden. But truth be told, there's a new Eden. There's a new Eden for the people of God. I just told you about Abraham. Let's go back to him. If God creates a new set of people on the face of the earth, he gives them the same opportunity. Genesis 51, verse 1 to 3. Technology. Genesis 51. You heard Genesis 5.1. Don't take me into what you are not able to handle. Because there's a loaded message in Genesis chapter 5. Oh yes, it's really loaded. Do you understand me? I don't think you are ready for it. Okay, stay there then. This is the book of the genealogy of Adam. In the day that God created man, he made him in the likeness of this is the genealogy of Adam. Let's read. Go on, just keep on going. Go on. Computer froze. Okay, open your own. 
He created them male and female and blessed them and called them mankind in the day that they were created. Go on. And Adam lived 130 years and begot a son. He begot a son. And after his what likeness? A fallen likeness. What image? A fallen image. Okay. This is where it was transferred to the next generation and named him Seth. Read on. After I begot Seth, the days of Adam were 800 years and he had I can't hear you. What were their names? What were their, the names of the other sons and daughters? You don't know because they were spectators. They are not stakeholders. They are consumers. They are not producers. They are judge and float some. Have you forgotten that it was after Seth was born that they started calling upon the name of the Lord? Adam had many sons and daughters. Oh God. I said you are not ready for what you put on the screen. You are not ready. Are you ready? Okay. Genesis 37. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. If God does not distinguish you, you will not be different from the rest. Genesis 37. Please go quickly. Genesis 37. Now Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. This is the history of Jacob. This is the history of Jacob, Joseph. This is the history of Jacob, Joseph. Joseph being 17 years old. This is all Jacob came to do with this one son. Other sons will be protected. Do you understand me? Not that others don't have names. The other 11 brothers had names. The first 10 were envious of their brother. Envy ruined them. Envy paralyzed them. Envy pushed them against their brother to hate him. Can I tell you one thing? What envy is? Envy is admiration turned upside down. The man who envies you desires what you have, but he does not know what to do. He was not ready to pay the price to end the same thing. So he'll be plotting against you, scheming against. Are you listening to me? This is the history of Jacob. Let's go. I'm sure you are not ready for this. You think you are? 1 Samuel chapter 17. If you are ready for it. I think I've jumped. 1 Samuel 17 is too far. Let's stay in 1 Samuel chapter 1. Let's look at the household of Elkanah. From where? Ramatime Sovim. Huh? The two watchtowers. Ramatime Sovim means two watchtowers. The first tower is Anna. The second tower is, El is Penina. Penina had sons and daughters. What were their names? About how many sons did Penina have? Oh, the Bible specifies, gives you an indicator. Elkanah said, am I not better 
to you than 10 sons. She was producing children like rabbit. And she was really, really acting like she was in charge. But Anna pushed, Anna pressed, and Anna brought forth Samuel. And that one was more than all the ten. Because nobody heard about the children of Penina anymore thereafter. If that is not sufficient for you, I'm saying something must happen to you to distinguish yourself from the pack. For Samuel 17. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. The guy put the wrong scripture. For Samuel 17. Are you in 1 Samuel 17? Verse number 12. 1 Samuel 17, 12. Now, read with me. Ready? Read. How many sons did he have? Who was the son? Who was the son of Jesse? How many sons did he have? Who was the son? But you see, what's so funny about this is the son was once upon a time a son, just like others. The son was once upon a time a son. 1 Samuel 16, verse 18. 1 Samuel 16, 18. Then one of the servants answered and said, Look, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, who is skillful in playing, a mighty man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech, and a handsome person. And what distinguishes him from the pack? The Lord is with him. The Lord is with him. The Lord is with him. What was it that distinguished Joseph in the house of Potiphar? The Lord was with him. What was it that distinguished Joseph while in prison? The Lord was with him. That's what turned a son to the son. Can you handle it? Matthew chapter 1. Because you say all those things are in the New Testament. It's not my fault. My father had 22 children. Buhari's father had 23 children. Buhari is the last son of his father. I'm the last son of my father. How many of Buhari's father's children do you know? And how many of my father's children do you know? What happened to the rest? It's not my fault. It's, I'm the last. It's not my first. Many that are last shall be first is how God distinguishes you from the pack they need not be ashamed or be afraid they need you just come around and say we now know that God is with you uh, show us the way and then we'll take them to the same fountain where we are drinking from Matthew chapter 1 verse number 1 the book Is your name in the book? 
The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of? The son of? Give me verse 17 and watch this. So all the generations from Abraham to? Uh, how many generations? From Abraham to? Why Abraham? Because of the covenant. In you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Why David? Because of the throne. Rulership. Kingdom. The son of Abraham and the son of David. So all the generations from Abraham to David are how many generations? From David unto the captivity in Babylon. How many generations? And from the captivity in Babylon unto Christ. How many generations? So how many names are mentioned here? Name them. So what happened to generations that went to captivity? Nobody distinguished himself. What happened to generations that were in captivity? Jesus returned. Nobody was there that God could count upon. From Abraham to David, 14 generations. From David to captivity, 14 generations. From captivity to Christ, 14 generations. Who is going to declare his generation in your generation? Who is going to declare his name? Who is going to declare his power? Who is going to distinguish himself? I'm not a judgesome. I'm not a fraudsome. I'm not going to perish with the world. I'm here to make a difference. The world will be better because I came in the mighty name of Jesus. Sit down, sit down, sit down. I'm coming tomorrow morning in my full armor. You don't know I have an armor. I'm coming in my full armor. But before I come tomorrow, let me round up this first session so that I can take a break. There's a longing in the heart of man for Eden. You can look in your Bible and see that the moment Adam was driven out of the garden, he stayed close by. Genesis. Chapter number three. Verse twenty two. Verse twenty three. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed cherubim where? At the east of the garden of Eden and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. Why guard what nobody is trying to come back into? Why did God need a guard there? Because the man was not staying too far away. God knew he would come back. But he would not be allowing the fallen state to eat from the tree of life. Oh, you think that is far-fetched? Let's check. His son that killed another over offering. His son by the name of Cain. Verse 16 of Genesis 4. 
Then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of the... I can't hear you. Oh, that means wandering. He became a wanderer. He dwelt in the land of Nod, where? On the east of Eden. Not far away. But God planted a cherubim there. And he planted a flaming sword that will protect the way of the tree of life. So that if anybody was attempting to reach the place, the flaming sword we call him into pieces. You say, the flaming sword. Yes, that's why I didn't want to rush to give you wisdom is a tree of life. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. Desire when it comes is a tree of life. Why did I not want to give you? Because he's saying you cannot access the tree anymore until you cut the revelation of the word. Because the sword of the spirit is the word of God. And your word is like fire. Shut up in my bones. I'm going to keep it there until revelation comes and you are able to access it one more time. Why plant a cherubim there? Because the cherubim will keep it until the head of principalities will show up. And when the sun came into the world, he gave the command that all angels must worship him. So if God is taking you back to Eden, he is the word. If Jesus is taking you by the hand back into Eden, in the realm of, he is the word. So he will satisfy the flaming sword. Do you understand him? And when cherubim sees him, they bow. He takes you back into the garden. As they begin to access it, tonight! You have access to all that heaven has for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. You have access to all that heaven has in store for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Go back to your seat. Thank you, sir. Can I quickly round up this session? It will lead me to the next session. And the next session is double barrel. It's so loaded. First, I will show you what to avoid. What you must not confuse with what is God's do you understand me and there are seven of them and I will show you what the true riches are it's not money it's not silver it's not gold God will have no competitor if you are unfaithful in unrighteous mammon who is going to entrust you with true riches the true riches are hidden riches they are called unsearchable riches of Christ. What are they? There are seven of them. When we come back in the next session, we'll see the seven things not to confuse and you see the seven things to approach. Do you understand me? But before I go, the reason for that is simple. That longing can land you in trouble. Isaiah 51, there's Eden. Oh, okay. I didn't get there. So you didn't see it. That when he created Adam from the rock, the land before him is different. Isaiah 51. Listen to me, you follow after righteousness. You will seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you are hewn and to the hole of the pit from which you are dug. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah who bore you. For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. Ready? Read. For the Lord will comfort. It will comfort. It will make a wilderness and a desert like what kind of trees will be in the garden? Joy and gladness will be found in it. Thanksgiving 
and the voice of melody. These are the trees in my garden. These are the trees in my garden. Do you understand me? I will prove it to you precept upon precept, precept upon precept, because God outperformed himself. God created new trees that made the trees of the garden of Eden go green with envy. You didn't hear me. I said God created a new phenomenon. And when the trees of the garden of Eden, before they descended into the pit, saw it, they were envious. Genesis 31. Sorry. I'm sorry. Ezekiel 31. Are you in Ezekiel 31? Listen to this. Now it came to pass in the 11th year, in the third month of the first day of the month, that the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, say to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and to his multitude, whom are you like in your greatness? Indeed, Assyria was a cedar in Lebanon. We find branches that shaded the forest and of high stature, and his top was among the thick bulls. The waters did what? I can hear you. Underground waters gave it what? With their rivers running around the place where it was and sent out the rivulets are channels and sent out rivulets to all the trees of the verse 9. Ready? Read. I made it verse 9. I made it with a multitude so that all the trees of did what? Envied it that were in the garden of God. God is going to do something in my day that will make Adam to know that rebellion does not pay. That will make Achan to know that rebellion does not pay. That will make the likes of, of Cain to know that rebellion and murder does not pay. That will make the ten sons of Jacob to know that envy does not pay. If God does not make a difference between those who serve him and those who serve him not, then he will stop being a just God. God created a new phenomenon that the trees of the Garden of India were envious of and said, what is this? Because the trees will clap. When I come back, the trees in your garden will begin to clap. Do you understand me? Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 51. Oh God, I, Isaiah 55. Why do you spend money on that which is not bread? Come to me, you who are hungry. Come and buy without price, without money. Because it's already paid for. Be careful that the longing in your heart will not take you into the occult. Will not take you into drugs. Will not take you into prostitution. Will not take you into shortcuts and are not short in the long run. Because of the man called Lot. Lot left home with Abraham. They both became wealthy. But he did not know that it was the covenant that God had with Abraham. It was the overflow of it that was coming to him. And he began to 
his servants began to fight with Abraham's servants. And Abraham called Lord, let there be no strife between you and I, and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, we are brethren. Look at the land. Choose whatever you want. Don't worry about me, please. Let just leave those things. I won't use paper to wipe my face. Okay? I like it. Just sit on your seat and enjoy it. Thank you. Uh-huh. Sit down. If you want to take right, feel free. If you want to take left, feel free. Please, let there be no strife. Why did Lot choose what he chose? Genesis 13. I'll come back and we came to that. The longing in your heart must not land you in dangerous places and guesswalks. Verse 8. So Abraham said to Lord, Please let there be no strife between you and me and between my headsmen and your headsmen. We are brethren. Is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right. If you go to the right, then I will go to the left. If he had any sanctified common sense, he should have said, you brought me out. You choose first. But now money has come. Wealth has come. The land could no longer bear them. <laughs> and he said, oh, you give me the right to choose first? Come on now. You want me to choose first? I know what to choose. And Lord lifted his eyes. When you read what followed, and God asked Abraham to lift his eyes, but Lord did it in his own strength. And Lord lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere, before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of the Lord. He bought costume jewelry for gold. He did not know that the men of Sodom were wicked men. Because it looked like does not mean it is. Do you understand me? Because it looked like does not mean it is. Are you getting my point? So he, he, he chose and he went there. And little by little he pitched his, his tent at the gate. Before long he became elder in Sodom. And whereas at this time Abraham was still building his tent. Or planting his tent and building his altar. Planting his, because he was looking for a city whose foundation and maker is God. He built a house in Sodom. And he will be comparing and competing. Look, I've left this tent life. Some days wind will blow. Some day rain will come. I now dwell in a house. Therefore, I'm tired of this tent. So he built a house. But everything was consumed with fire later. Don't be misguided. Don't be misled. Shortcuts are not short in the long run. Give honor to whom is due because there's a new day. There's a new garden. It's better than the garden of Eden. The trees are better than the garden of Eden. God is about to create one for you and hold you by the hand. A people yet to be created shall praise the Lord. When the people gathering together and the nations come to serve the Lord, I come to 
take you by the hand to lead you to that place where joy and the voice of melody and thanksgiving and praise will be in your tabernacle. For in the tabernacle of the righteous, there shall be voice of rejoicing and voice of melody. I present to you a year like no other, a season like no other, a people like no other. God is taking us to high visibility and maximum impact. The trees of the Garden of Eden will be envious of you in the days to come. If you think right, if you talk right, if you live right, and you allow God to choose right for you, I will see you after the break. <laughs>